Hello and welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. This episode is part four of a mini-series we've put together in collaboration with the university's alumni team called Careers in Focus. The aim of these episodes is to explore the various career paths Aston graduates have chosen, digging deep into what working in these roles truly looks like. Today, our guest is Panache Katibu, who will be telling you all about herself and what she does in just a moment. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the From Campus to Careers podcast. My co-host for today's episode is Asad, who joins us from the university's alumni team. And we are here today to chat to today's guest, Panache Katibu. Thank you both for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. So to get us started, Panache, can I just ask you to tell us about what your journey has been like from graduating? Was it was it in 2017 you graduated? Yeah, 2017. 2017 so you graduated Aston in 2017 uh, can you tell us a bit about what you've been up to since that day until now? Right um, so after graduation I wasn't actually sure um, what what I wanted to do I knew I had an interest in research um, I enjoyed that I did a placement year um, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really experienced anything else outside outside of that so I thought um, going to industry um, and hopefully by through living experiences, I'll figure out what it is exactly that I want to do. Okay. Um, I actually got into microbiology um, and not anything to do with like human disease, which is obviously what one would expect coming from a biomedical science background. It was more like industrial microbiology. Um, I stayed at that company for two years and then went on to work at Procter & Gamble for a year. And then now I've gone back to my roots, uh, medical science, but I'm doing um, a research master's in oncology at the University of Manchester. Okay, so what was Mm -hmm. the main thing that made you go back to further study? Uh, Well... The main thing that made me go back into further study, um, I think through throughout my experiences in um, in industry, particularly at my first job, um, we had a lot of um, research elements, and I, I I always gravitated towards that. Always gravitated towards learning, um, but. Sorry, what was the question? What made me gravitate back to further study? Um, yeah. On my placement project wasn't on cancer, but it was loosely, it was based on a protein okay. um, that's got a lot to do with cancer. And mm. when I was doing, um, you know, my job in microbiology, we used to get these subscription books um, that tied in industry, micro industry with other topics. And there was a lot of cancer stuff in there. And I just really took an interest in it. Um, And I did initially want to pursue pursue a career in industry um, within cancer. It is quite competitive to get into, but I also didn't really, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I thought going back into uni, will help me out um especially because I want to do a PhD so a master's would naturally be yeah. um yeah it would give me the skill set I, I need I guess and kind of get me back into 
um, thinking academically okay. to be able to. I'm not sure if that makes sense, <laughs> but no, that what, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's the, it's the natural next step, isn't it, to, to yeah. get to the PhD? Um, yeah. What? So having kind of experienced leaving Aston, going into some professional roles and uh, the microbiology role that you spoke about, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of moving back to research. Is there anything that's kind of surprised you about? Like obviously, you've spent a little bit of time out of the out of the loop of further study. Um, anything that surprised you about going back to further study um, in terms of any of the challenges that you might have faced or anything like that? Honestly, um, what surprised me is that everything is a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard after working, especially my last job was in industry. So everything is like, the focus is on output. There's a okay. lot less, um, there's a lot less, I don't want to say there's a lot less thinking involved because you do, you do like, you are challenged, just not to the same extent. Um, because obviously they want you to, to get things done and sent off a very fast rate um so going back into academia having to manage a lot of a lot of the reading exams um completely you know biomedical science I haven't done it in so long it's been three years now um that has been a challenge um yeah and I was surprised by how how um I mean I'm not I'm not failing or anything but I was just surprised at how much you forget when you've been out of school for so long okay I think Mm -hmm. um, with these challenges um you learn a lot as well um you just get out of your comfort zone and this is where this where you I think grow grow as well um so you mentioned earlier on you did a placement year so what did you do and um, where was your placement um, my placement was actually at the University of Aston. Um, oh, wow. One of yeah, yeah. I worked with Professor Spickett. Um, she was, I, if I remember correctly, she did molecular pathology, and I just took an interest in her subject. I just found it really interesting, so I asked if she would be able to take me on, and she said yes. So I spent a year in her labs working on a project to do with redox biology but like I mentioned earlier it had um it was based on a protein that's a tumor suppressor protein so I learned a lot from that I learned that my passion was for research um because I I guess like biomedical science um I thought the natural progression would would be to become a biomedical scientist or yeah. something along those lines um but we did have careers people come in and speak about what the job entailed and it just wasn't something that I gravitated towards um so I decided the placement made me realize like I, I actually do genuinely have a passion for research um oh, wow. and we worked with PhD students as well so I got an insight as to what that would be like um we were lucky enough to go to Budapest and present um, some of our research, um, which apparently were the first um, masters, uh, sorry, undergraduate students that got that opportunity. So that that was nice. Um, so yeah, it just gave me a bit more of an insight as to what a research career would entail. And I'm glad I got to do it that way around instead of doing a placement in um, industry, because I feel like, um, I guess research in academia is a lot more hands-on. You have a lot more um, freedom to learn. Okay. 
if that makes sense. Okay, so place me here for you mm-hmm. was a turning point where you realized um so this is what you want to do um going forward, and this yeah. is these are the sort of things that you're interested in. So what sort of advice would you give to students who are still unsure if they want to do a placement here or if they don't want to do it? I I'm an advocate for a placement here because. I don't know, you gain a lot of skills. Um, Employers love them. They love seeing that you have, um, you know, some sort of lab experience because what we get um, just on their degree, we we have like a three-month project and you do learn quite a bit, but I don't think it's enough. Um, So even when I when I graduated I think I got my job like within a month of applying I know a few of my friends who didn't have a placement yet um they had a bit of a struggle applying and my employer did say like it was attractive that I had a I had done a placement so um yeah I would say I would say like it's it's not a year wasted you learn a lot about um yourself you get to develop skills before you go out into the working world Perfect. That that's music to my ears as I work in careers and placements. Uh, so, kind of, I guess going back a little bit to what you're doing now as an oncology research student. Yeah. Forgive me for my ignorance. I don't know a lot about research, and I don't know a lot about oncology research. So, could you describe to I guess me and the listeners what I guess a typical day looks like for an oncology research student? Is there a typical day? Um, so in this, with this particular master's, um, the first half was just, you know, like the teaching aspects, but now I'm in the lab, I'm working in an experimental oncology lab and my project is on a protein called ERK5. It's a protein that regulates a lot of processes within cells, but it's been implicated in driving the malignancy of quite a few cancer. So my particular project is looking at a new way to knock that protein down in a triple negative breast cancer cell line and to see what impact that will have on the cells. So on a day-to-day basis, we'll just like um, plan what experiments I'm going to do. Um, maintain my cell lines, obviously drug drug the cells, um, perform different experiments and see what the effects of the drug are and then analyse all the data. But as well as that, um, I do have other modules. So, uh, yeah, um, learning and presentations and tutorials, etc. Yeah, I guess well. no matter what you do, you can never get away from presentations. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you Definitely. really can't. So what I guess studying oncology, I, I guess this is what I'd imagine, but um, is it something that you find, I'd imagine you find it quite fulfilling. You can kind of see the impact that some of the research you're having is, is having mm-hmm. on like the wider world on, on, on an issue that, I mean, affects, I mean, what is it now? One in three people, one in two people in terms of. Yeah, it's one, one in two. So what, how, I guess, how does that feel really to kind of know that you're in the thick of helping with that issue? Um, I'm not sure how much I, what I do helps anyone, but it is really like, I guess like it's fulfilling to know that maybe it might contribute to, to something. And it's really interesting. Like, honestly, aside from, um, of the impacts that as a cancer researcher you may have like academically speaking this 
it's it's challenging in a good way like you learn so much you can never get bored there's always something to learn which I find enjoyable um and also with my degree um it's multidisciplinary so we work okay. with we've had um interactions with clinicians and stuff so you get to see how stuff you do in the lab directly translates into clinics mm. um yeah which is um great obviously <laughs> yeah i mean not i guess not all roles do you, you do you see the wider impact and stuff but mm. as you said that working on such an important thing to to, to everyone um to have that kind of correlation between okay i did this and this potentially could have this huge impact you know it, i'd imagine it's a brilliant feeling to you know and drives you to kind of yeah. want to do better and go in every day and yeah um, yeah so yeah yeah so what, no. so what is something um that you love about your career why is something that i love about my career um i like I've mentioned this so many times, but I, I genuinely do like how challenging it is. Okay. Um, wow. I think, you know, um, my most recent role in in industry wasn't, it wasn't, um, it's, it was more routine, should I say, um, which was, it was interesting, but I think I prefer learning as, as I'm doing. And when you've got a career in research, you're constantly learning, you're constantly growing. Um, and you get to to be creative in how you plan your experiments or what you want to look at. Um, so I think that's that's what I find most enjoyable, the learning aspect and the the freedom to explore topics that you enjoy okay, to wow. whatever extent you want. Yep. Yep. So, so if looking backwards, um, so when you were a current student at Aston, um, mm. what piece of advice would you give to students who are still currently studying in the first year, second year of their studies and are a student here at Aston? What advice would I give? Um, I would say networking is good. Um, I would say, like, we have a lot of outreach programmes Go, go out and do things. You learn a lot about yourself and what your motivations are by by actually experiencing things. Because just, um, I think Adam mentioned earlier about um, prospects and reading. See, seeing what something is like is different from experiencing it. It's never the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would say like whenever you can go out, do some pro extracurricular stuff outside of the degree, um, just so you can build your skill set and then, get to know yourself and what what you enjoy and what your drivers and your motivations are i mean like i mean like you've just said um these experiences are the ones that um just help you to see um if this is something that's more suited to you and if you want to continue for the rest of your life um the career mm -hmm. that you want to go and um, so i've got a question for you um so what is something that you least enjoy about your career it makes me cry every day. Um, <laughs> it's it's. I love and hate the challenge. Like the workload is immense. Okay. Um, so sometimes, sometimes it is mentally exhausting, but um, because it's it's a subject that I enjoy, I find it fulfilling. Yeah. So I feel like 
you know, be a different story going to a job that I find exhausting, but not really having that much of an interest. Mm. Whereas, yeah, I'm doing exactly what it is that I want, something that I find interesting, something that could potentially have a difference or an impact in people's lives. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, that's what I would say about that. <laughs> I mean, it's just um, at least at the end, it's rewarding as well. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I know you mentioned earlier that ultimately going on to study a PhD is what you'd like to do. I guess, do you have any further career ambitions from the future there? So maybe we're talking in like five, 10 years time. Do, where, where do you kind of hope to be, I guess? Um, okay, so either research um, in industry um, or actually more recently, I think I've decided I am quite interested in business. So biotechnology startup could be where I see myself in the next decade or so. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, there was a competition that we did okay. recently about starting your own biotech company. Um, and yeah, we did quite well. I had top five projects. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it would be fulfilling in a different way because you do have the freedom I, I don't know business I would say either business or research in industry perfect perfect yeah, yeah I think it perhaps it's not something that um a lot of people in your position where you've gone down that quite academic research angle mm-hmm. and you like you don't I don't think many students think okay I'm in bioscience or I'm in you know oncology research or whatever and think okay I can make a bit of a like a sidestep here and take all of the knowledge that I've got from that and create like a startup from it and you know yeah. do yeah. things both ways really so um, yeah. yeah it's a really kind of interesting and good career ambition in my opinion I think yeah, um, yeah I, I, go for I was gonna say I think what shaped that kind of mindset was um coming out and doing something that's unrelated to to my degree um, so yeah, the first job that I had um, at IMSL, um, you know, it was biotechnology, but just not biomedical science. And they had us doing absolutely everything. Like they were so um, focused on developing and growing us. It was a small company, so um, there were a lot less restrictions than than the bigger companies. And I, yeah, we did we did a lot of everything. Um, and that kind of broadened my throat, uh, what's it called, my thought process. Um, yeah. yeah, so. So I, th- I think I might round out w- with this last question, unless I've yeah. got anything to offer um, further to that. But if looking back on your time at Aston, you could sum mm-hmm. up the whole experience in just one word, what would that be? Um, well, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's why we leave it. <laughs> um, memorable. Wow, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah, I think that encompasses a bit of everything. Memorable. And can I just say, I loved my tutors. I love, um, sorry, Prof- Professor Spickier and Dr. Andrew Devitt as well, because he kind of influenced where where I went with my career. So yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, perfect shout out to those guys. Perfect. So, yeah, have you got anything else to add there, Asad, before we wrap up? Uh, No, that's everything. 
Perfect. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us um, for a little chat, Panache, and I guess giving us an insight as to what your career has been so far and also where you hope it will go from the future. So um, I guess would I be okay to leave in the show notes your maybe your LinkedIn profile for any students listening who might want to connect with you to ask more about your career path and um, a bit more ask a few more questions on top of what we've heard today oh uh, yeah that, that that'll be fine that's perfect it, thank you yeah so uh yeah thank you panache for joining us and thank you asad for coming along for the chat and uh thank you everyone for listening for today's podcast and we'll see you soon Thank you.